0: Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Thursday, July 27th, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have Hunter Biden failing to secure a deal, Teamsters win in fight with UPS, big law firm must reveal clients exposed in cyber attack, and lawsuits filed against Texas in response to book ban. Let's get down to the nitty gritty and read today's legal news. On this day in legal history, July 27, 1974, the House Judiciary Committee voted 27 to 11 to recommend impeachment for President Richard Nixon. The events surrounding President Richard M. Nixon's impeachment proceedings date back to June 17, 1972, with the instigation of the Watergate scandal. A group of burglars were arrested at the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee located within the Watergate complex in Washington, D.C. The burglars were caught wiretapping phones and stealing documents. Significantly, one of the individuals arrested was the security officer for Nixon's re-election campaign, which linked the scandal directly to the president's office. Despite Nixon's denial of any involvement, subsequent evidence uncovered his role in the conspiracy and his attempts to cover up these criminal activities. This evidence was crucial in pushing the impeachment process forward. About a year after the break-in in July of 1973, one of Nixon's former staff members disclosed the existence of secretly taped conversations between the president and his aides. These tapes were deemed potentially vital evidence of the president's involvement in the Watergate scandal, and a judge ordered Nixon to submit them for review. While Nixon did provide some of the tapes, controversy arose when it was discovered that a portion of one of the conversations seemed to have been deliberately erased. The apparent act of obstruction further implicated Nixon and escalated the impeachment process. On July 27, 1974, the House Judiciary Committee, having weighed the accumulated evidence and the severity of the charges, recommended that President Richard M. Nixon be impeached and removed from office. However, Nixon resigned August 9, 1974, before he could be formally impeached by the full House of Representatives and before a trial could take place in the Senate. His resignation marked the first time in U.S. history that a president voluntarily left office. While Nixon never admitted to any criminal wrongdoing, he did acknowledge the use of poor judgment in his handling of the scandal. The Watergate scandal and the events leading up to Nixon's resignation had a significant impact on American politics. It led many citizens to scrutinize the presidency more critically and to harbor increased distrust towards politicians. This profound breach of public trust and political ethics has continued to resonate in American political consciousness to this day. A hearing over Hunter Biden's plea agreement ended without a resolution as U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norica voiced concerns over the deal's structure and time frame. The agreement involved tax charges, a firearm violation, and some unprosecuted charges. Initially, Biden intended to plead guilty to two misdemeanor tax crimes and a gun possession charge while using illegal drugs. However, misunderstandings between prosecutors and defense lawyers regarding the deal's scope led to an adjournment. An agreed revision stipulates the deal would apply to tax crimes and a firearm violation between 2014 and 2019, leaving Biden open to charges outside of the scope. The case continues to cast a shadow over President Biden's second term run and fuels investigations into the Biden family's business dealings. This unresolved plea deal, coupled with accusations of preferential treatment, has stirred significant political controversy. Perhaps if the other party can field a candidate that isn't currently under indictment, they'll be able to capitalize on that controversy. Teamsters leader Sean O'Brien led negotiations that resulted in a significant deal with United Parcel Service, that's UPS, avoiding a potential strike and securing $30 billion in new money over five years. The deal benefits over 340,000 union members and comes at a time of escalating labor tensions. O'Brien's strategy leveraged strict deadlines, feedback from workers, and the threat of a strike. The deal included the elimination of a category of lower paid drivers and wage boosts for part time employees. The pandemic has increased appreciation for essential workers and heightened labor bargaining power, benefiting the Teamsters in the negotiations. The deal now awaits approval from union members. O'Brien now aims to organize other warehouse workers using the UPS contract as a model. A U.S. district judge has ruled that law firm Covington & Burling must identify seven clients relevant to a Securities and Exchange Commission investigation into a 2020 cyber attack on the firm. The decision, which could potentially pave the way for federal agencies to examine companies through their law firms, is likely to be appealed. The judge limited the SEC's request to identify all 300 public companies affected by the breach, calling the request too broad. The judge ordered the law firm to identify only seven clients whose private information could be material to investors. Covington argued that its clients should not be subject to government scrutiny without evidence of wrongdoing. The decision comes at a time of increased SEC interest in cybersecurity and frequent cyber attacks on law firms. The case has raised concerns within the legal community about the potential impact on the private sector's willingness to cooperate with the government after breaches. A group of booksellers, authors, and publishers has filed a lawsuit against Texas in an effort to halt a new state law that prohibits the sale of, quote, sexually explicit books in public schools. The legislation, passed by the Republican-led legislature in May and slated to take effect in September, mandates sellers to rate books based on their adult content and allows the Texas Education Agency to review those ratings. Vendors not complying will be barred from selling any books to Texas schools, and books labeled as explicit will be recalled from libraries. The lawsuit argues that the law is a violation of the First Amendment's free speech protections and compels plaintiffs to express government views, even if they disagree. The law's definition of explicit is also deemed unconstitutionally vague. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has defended the law as protecting children. This comes amid a wider controversy over banning books dealing with subjects such as LGBTQ issues and race in Republican-controlled states. And with that, I thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, you can find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. I'm at Andrew and my co-host Gina is at Gina. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and do not represent those of any organization we may be affiliated with. Nothing here should be construed as legal advice because it is not legal advice. Reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in a story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is available at minimumcomp.com, and wherever you get your finely crafted podcasts. We'll see you back here tomorrow, and until then, remember, for every uncle you see, there are one million you don't see. Or maybe that's ants.